The problem with having a transactional approach with money or networking is that it robs you of the feelings, results, and experiences you most want. In other words, it hinders your success. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life where we take the time to explore the intersections of the psychology and emotions of money while respecting the math of it. Because you know, these are the elements that impact your results, your feelings, and your experiences. I'm your host, Jacques Timmons, and I am really, really glad you've taken the time to tune in today. And speaking of time, it's summertime, so we've put a pause on hosting events until September. But I do have available coaching slots, so if you appreciate the insight working with a coach brings, if you are an implementer, if there is something nagging you in your business, in your finances, or maybe both, and it's showing up in ways you don't like, <laughs> and you would like help solving the problem you can see as well as the real one, i.e. the one you cannot see, then let's chat. You can go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash S-P-N-B. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash S-P-N-B. Answer a few questions and then schedule a date and time that works for you. And if you're curious, what does this SP&B stand for? It is successful, profitable, and not broke. Not broke financially, energetically, or creatively. Now, on to today's show. This series series, I should say, on networking differently includes this episode, as well as episode 89, where we talked about the parallels between networking and selling and how it's all about relationships. Episode 90, where we explored what does it take to be a great networker, and it gave you an opportunity to evaluate how great of a networker you are. And then episode 91, which really delved into, well, how many people do you need to have in your network to have a thriving life and a thriving career and business? Whether you've listened to all of them or just a few, or maybe this is the first one that you are tuning into related to this series, I really want you to take the time to internalize what I'm sharing here. Because in this episode, we are talking about the four things that people often overlook when it comes to networking. And it turns out that the same is true when it comes to money too. And underestimating the impact of these parallels, that comes at a cost. And it comes at a cost on many levels. So let's dive in with the first parallel. Be intentional. What do you want? This may seem like a simple question, yet think about the number of times you've had a hard time answering it, regardless of the context in which it is raised. It's not always an easy question to answer, right? But doing so is imperative, 
Otherwise, how will you know if your wants and needs are being met? How will you know when the goal has been achieved? When it pertains to money, I frequently remind people that you must give it direction. You must give it a job. In other words, you'll get more from the money you have and the money you want, the more intentional you are with it. Networking that centers relationships requires the same intentionality, especially if you choose to reject traditional networking approaches. The thing with both networking and money is this, they are in service to something else. They're not the end goal in and of themselves. That is why it is important to be intentional. Second parallel, be contrarian. As you likely know, I have a very counterintuitive approach to money. Meaning, instead of thinking how to make what you earn work for you, I call this by default, turn that around and instead give your money various jobs and figure out what needs to happen so it can fulfill those jobs. I call this by design. The way Michelle Warner, my co-host for June's Comfort Circle Dinner, talks about networking is also counterintuitive. Let's use the example of someone looking for clients. Most people focus on networking directly with their potential clients. Yet, what she suggests is this. Network with those who are adjacent to your ideal clients. Let me repeat that for purposeful emphasis here. Network with those who are adjacent to your ideal clients. How often have you heard that? But the beauty of this strategy is that it actually puts you in a better position to be introduced to more of your ideal clients than is likely to occur on your efforts alone. Third parallel, be systematic. One of the reasons some people struggle with their money is because they approach it in a transactional way. They tend to only think about it when there is a purchase to be made or a big quotation mark decision is on the table. In other words, they are reactive. Traditional networking is often transactional and reactive too. And the problem with having a transactional approach, be it with money or networking, is that it robs you of the feelings, results, and experiences you most want. It hinders your success. But there's an answer to that. Enter systems. Systems provide structure and help you think through the what, the why, the when, the where, and the how of the actions you need to take and the decisions that you need to make. Systems can illuminate your blind spots, particularly those in the form of leaks or opportunities that you just do not see. You have overlooked them. Systems can help you, speaking of seeing, Systems can help you see patterns you otherwise might not notice. And as I like to say, you cannot interrupt a pattern that you don't notice. Systems also come into play when it comes to emotions. 
because money and networking can tap into a full spectrum of emotions. Having a system for how you manage your money and how you manage your network can help you manage these emotions. And notice, I didn't say having a system will make the emotions go away. That is not happening. We are humans. We are emotional beings. So it's not about using a system to suppress the emotions. It's using a system to help you navigate the things that are going to bubble up to the surface. Using a system helps you to avoid the set it and forget it trap. Or at the very least, get back on track when you've fallen off. And here's the thing, a system doesn't have to be elaborate to be effective. For example, tracking your money or how many times you reach out to someone works just as well with a spreadsheet as it does with an app. And yes, you can even use pen and paper. The challenge though with pen and paper, and you're, you're listening to someone who uses a ton of paper, the challenge with that though is when it comes to these kinds of activities, it's harder to see the patterns over time when you're looking at it just on paper, hence the suggestion of a spreadsheet or an app. But the short of the short is this, systems rock and they can support you if you commit to using them consistently. The fourth parallel, it begins with you. I created the financial wheel exercise over 20 years ago as a way of getting people to shift how they think about and relate to money. If you haven't done it or if you haven't done it recently, I really do suggest doing it or doing it again because it is a wonderful tool for helping you to either connect or reconnect with the financial vision that you have and the things that you want money to do for you today and in the future. And you can go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash wheel to download it. It's free. It comes with a, you know, a four-part e-course. It's really, really beneficial. So go and do that if you haven't done it in a while or not at all. But as I have said a multitude of times, I want more people to use their money by design and the financial wheel helps you to do that. Because doing so is how you lead with you first when it comes to money. Michelle created Networking That Pays to shift the way people approach networking. Instead of people using the traditional transactional approach, she wants people to embrace a relationship-centric one, one that leads to more meaningful connections. Here's the thing, as you navigate your relationship with money, as you navigate your relationship with networking, you ultimately end up also working on your relationship with yourself. Why? Because both are inside out practices that reflect all of the beauty and the complexities that make you who you are. In a case it was hard for you to tell, I have had a blast recording this series on networking because 
we talked about it in a variety of different ways. And I hope touching upon things that you might not have thought about when it comes to networking, you know, thinking about the parallels between it and selling and relationships, thinking about, well, what does it take to be a great networker? And how are you showing up in that regard? Thinking about how do you actually come to your quote unquote Dunbar's number that's the right number for you? And then with today's episode, really examining the parallels and looking at how they show up in both networking as well as with money. So again, I really am glad that you tuned in to not only today's episode, but the others. And if you haven't, you can always go back and catch up by listening to episodes 89, 90, and 91. And I hope that you will appreciate the fact that I love swimming in the nuances of life and money, and especially with this series topic, networking. Well, that is it for today's episode. And as always, I thank you so much for tuning in and getting to this point and listening all the way until the end. And if you'd like to explore working together in a coaching capacity, again, let's chat. And that link is jacquettetimmons.com forward slash S-P-N-B. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast, this episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, tremendous thanks for tuning in to today's episode. And until next time, remember, it's about more than money. 